This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Prime Spark, the podcast that brings you conversations that inspire, celebrate, and empower women over 55. The second women's revolution is here, and it is time for us to fuel a spark that will ignite your way forward, illuminate your path, and reflect your gifts in the world. Now, here is your host for Prime Spark, Sarah Hart. Hi, and welcome to Prime Spark. I'm Sarah Hart, and I'm so happy you're here with us. Prime Spark is designed for women over 55 or close, with a goal to help us all live our happiest, most fulfilling and productive lives now and in the future. The mission of the Prime Spark is to change the way our society sees and treats older women. That's a big mission. So what that means is we need to get going now and we all need to be involved. And today I have the pleasure of talking with Kara Wykowski, a woman whose work I very much admire. Kara Wykowski, recovering superwoman, divine badass, mindset maven, and founder of My Girlfriend Voice. Trained as a scientist, her personal health crisis prompted her to dive into the worlds of neuroscience, biology, psychology, and all things under the brain wellness umbrella. Truly a wounded healer, her gift is to simplify complex theory into practical and digestible strategies that set the foundation for audacious and authentic living. Her community is a safe haven for vulnerable conversations and shedding the superwoman facade. My Girlfriend Voice is a community organized to bring like-minded women together to support each other in our healing with Kara as the guide. The name is inspired by the inner voice that we want to nurture, our girlfriend voice. It is the opposite of your persistently harsh inner critic. She's the supportive, solutions-focused voice, and she acts to strengthen us as she disempowers the inner critic. Since 2011, Kara has been sharing her journey with women worldwide. You can find My Girlfriend Voice on Instagram, Facebook, and at www.mygirlfriendvoice.com. Welcome, Kara. I'm so happy Thank you're you. here. Thank you, Sarah. I'm, I'm very happy to be here, too, and I just celebrated a birthday and uh, a sparkle and shine celebration because turning 59 is something to celebrate. What a blessing it is. It really is. You know, it's interesting because um, I recently wrote a blog about that, that so often you hear any, everybody, but especially women say, oh, I have another birthday, and I'm thinking, bring them on. I mean, you know, what is the alternative? Not very, I'm not ready for the alternative, right? And I honestly think we have a gift of being able to get older. Absolutely. It's a gift. 
And you know what else? It's a gift to be able to bring your loved ones, your girlfriends together. I was just at a celebration of life service, and I heard over and over the importance of girlfriends in Marty's life and how they were there for her up until the very end. So we celebrate small milestones, big milestones, and we celebrate our friendships. That's what's going to keep us healthy and vibrant. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, they keep finding that. They keep finding, I mean, evidence that a lot of things add to a happy, healthy, long life. One of the very biggest ones is meaningful social connections. Absolutely. We are not meant to be isolated. And and COVID has been especially difficult uh, for many of us. On the other hand, I was able to get in touch with the introvert inside of me that I didn't even know existed. And now there are things I don't want to give up, <laughs> like that that quiet time, um, the ability to say no to things that don't really resonate with me. Um, I guess I'm lucky that I wake up and I'm optimistic every day and, and search to find the gift in every experience. It's interesting, Harold, when months and months ago, while we were still smack in the middle of this most severe lock, lock I guess it wasn't lockdown, but it was shelter in place. Um, I said in a group, um, what's something that you're grateful for from this shelter in place time? And initially people looked at me like I had just lost my mind. And then they thought about it and everybody had things just like that, the quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the so. quiet, the cooking. Um, I shared meals with my elderly neighbor. We took turns cooking for one another. And he was a terrible cook when he started. And um, and then he would explore something on a weekly basis. So that forged a friendship I would have never expected. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Kara, just in general, do you experience getting older? And if you do. What do you experience? And if you don't, why do you think it is you don't? (laughs) I definitely feel my age when I'm exercising. Uh, The creaky knees, uh, having less endurance. Um, But then again, if I don't exercise, that's when I really feel sluggish and slow. I've never identified with being a certain age. Um, I just wanted to be radiant and healthy. Uh, but when people come up to me and say, oh, I wish you were like my mom. I wish my mom were more like you. I think I'm contemporaries with that woman, but she's really my, my son's age. She could be my child. And that takes me by surprise sometimes because I do feel very young. Now in the workplace, Uh, I do see ageism playing out in corporate America and how women, for instance, are afraid to let their hair go gray because of discrimination. Um, It is it is very difficult for me personally when I don't see a wise older person treated as a treasure for the wealth of perspective they have. But instead, oh, they're dated or they're not as comfortable with technology. We can learn very quickly. Um, But I do see that playing out. And that's why it's even more important for us to be vocal uh, when we see something that we don't like and call it out. 
um, women have entered the workplace and have taken over roles that were traditionally male roles. Um, and we see vice versa, where men have taken over some roles that were traditionally female. Um, but there's something about a woman who has gone through that hell and high water, that woman that you want on your side, because she is the one that's going to stand in the storm when things get tough. She's the one that's going to tell you the truth when you absolutely need it. And she's going to sit silently with you when you need a good cry. She's not going to try to fix anything, but she'll just be there. So a grandmother figure, a favorite aunt figure, a sister figure, these are all really important women to have in our lives. I don't know if you're familiar with the woman Sky Bergman. Um, no. She did a film called Lives Well Lived, and uh, it's really worth seeing. I'm writing that down. She um, interviewed, uh, I don't know, 40, 50, women, uh, both men and women between the ages of 75 and 100. There may be somebody over 100 to find out what made their life a life well lived. And it's just fascinating. And mm. uh, but along with that, she has a project for intergenerational work and Wonderful. it's fascinating and one of the things she learned along the way was that there are many many young people who have no older people in their lives mm -hmm. they the, their family has moved away from grandparents or the grandparents aren't with us anymore or whatever but they have no experience of being with older people and when she puts them together in pairs and gives some questions they actually love it. Um, and so it was her or someone's observation that this is really the first generation or two when we haven't relied on elders for a lot of learning and we don't yeah. do it anymore. Just right. as you said, we said, oh, they're old, they're outdated. Yeah. And we lose so much that way. In fact, there's a country, mm, I cannot remember which country in Europe, but they have housing for college students mixed with the elderly in the same facilities so that they can share that intergenerational learning and provide cost of, or affordable living for both generations too. Um, now, you remind me of when I was 20 something and I moved to California without knowing a single person except the woman who I was going to be working with. And my grandmother said, go and find yourself a grandmother. And so this, I have to credit Grandma Wilma with suggesting that I do that. And so I got involved in um, a, a volunteer organization called Senior Connections. And I was assigned Helen, who was a living Lucille Ball type of woman. <laughs> There wasn't a day that went by without her full makeup and, and jewels. And although physically she had a really tough time and had beat cancer several times, she was still living life at her largest. And um, it really sparked an interest in me to get to know even more uh, women of age. I think it's exciting, and I think that's a wonderful way to just broaden our horizons. I mean, if we're lucky, we're all going to be older. And so 
let's let's find out about it. Let's learn about it. Right. Now, have you noticed in advertising there are few women over 55 in print, um, but it's becoming better. So anytime I see, for instance, I have an eyeglasses collection and anytime I see an advertisement that features simply young people, I write to them and I say, hey, where's your over 50 woman in your advertising? Uh, Or I'll say that to um, a clothing company, a jewelry company. Um, But more and more, we're starting to see women of all ages in advertising campaigns and all body types, too. Thank goodness. Um, Not enough yet, but it's coming. It's certainly Mm -hmm. better than it was. And if nothing else, companies are really foolish not to realize this huge demographic and it's getting bigger every day. And um, they're just foolish. We've got a lot of money to spend and a lot of power. A lot of us are here. So, Kara, I've heard you describe yourself as an inner critic specialist. Uh, What does that mean? That means that um, I believe the foundation of our thinking is based on this voice inside of us that is telling me, why did you do that? That sounded stupid. Just be quiet. Be a good girl. Be a nice lady. Uh, Don't rock the boat. That's one of the things that my inner critic tells me. And I've named her Nona because she's always telling me, no, not now. So the inner critic was designed as a protective mechanism. So it was, don't put your hand on the hot plate, you'll get burned. But over time, it has become a voice that protects us from embarrassment, humiliation, social faux pas. And it's keeping us small rather than being supportive and helping us live audaciously. So I, when I had a personal health crisis, it was a mental health crisis. And I fell into a clinical depression. And I didn't realize how my inner critic had so much power that I believed all of those persistently harsh words I was hearing in my head. I thought it must be true because it repeated over and over. And I I saw evidence that those voices were true. Um, But going through that crisis, I was able to identify with this other voice that is present. And she was very quiet and upstaged by all of my other inner critics. Nona is my primary inner critic, but I've got several others too. Um, So this little voice was there and I felt like it was a girlfriend sitting on my shoulder saying, I've got you one step at a time. Just do one thing that's good for yourself today. And I thought, wow, that's the girlfriend everybody needs. And I was also too ashamed to admit to my life living girlfriends that I was suffering because I I had the facade of I've got it all together. I'm the Martha Stewart power woman. Uh, Everything is perfect. But that's what drove me into depression, holding that facade. That's such wonderful work that um, I think I'm I'm sure that men have their own version of all of this. Mm -hmm. And I believe that women have it more so because definitely um, in our in our society still, 
we are so rewarded for our looks, our bodies, our hair, our face, our, and men are, but but not nearly to the same extent. So Absolutely. In, in addition to everything else, we've got all of that going. Yeah. And a man can be extremely aggressive. And if a woman is assertive, she can be labeled as aggressive or even something horrible. Right. Um, and men do have an inner critic, but they have a hard time putting a name to it or slowing down enough to listen has been my experience thus far. Um, the inner critic is never going to go away. So if anyone tells you you can banish it forever, that's not true. It's part of our primal protection system. So what we can do, though, is be in dialogue and the inner critic has important information. So, for instance, um, she may be telling me don't rock the boat. But what that means is make sure that what you say, you speak with power and authority and use your time wisely. So she just doesn't want me to waste my energy or get pushed to the side. So it's all based in fear. The inner critic is based in fear. And anytime you bump up against your comfort zone, she's going to strike back or become even more entrenched in that programming. But once we are in dialogue, then I take back my power and we can coexist. So the, the more we try to do, the more the potentially the more our inner critic steps in. Absolutely. Yes. Because she wants you to be in the familiar, because that's what the inner critic knows and has control of. So anything that is new, even picking, if you think about the first time you maybe started a hobby and it's really difficult, you know, and you want to give up because your inner critic is telling you, I told you, you weren't any good at this. For instance, painting for me, watercolor painting, my inner critic is relentless. I told you, you weren't an artist. I told you, but then I was like, you know, I don't really like it and that's okay. I'm going to try pen and ink instead. And I fell in love with pen and ink, and I now call myself an artist. I love so, it. Yes. So I, I think it's really familiar with what the inner critic sounds like. So in that example, what would your girlfriend voice sound like? My girlfriend voice would say, I have to be quiet first to listen. And then she says, I want you to focus on doing something that brings you joy. So are you painting because you want to prove something or are you painting just for exploration? You decide. So it's like always based in curiosity and compassion. So it's uh, my girlfriend voice will often answer in the form of a question rather than a demand, which is the inner critic. So tell me, what do you want to explore? What are you looking for? Let me help you find it. And to me, when I get super stressed, if I have a creative outlet, it's rest for my brain. And so that's what I was really looking for. It was a creative outlet. I love looking at watercolors, but I don't have to become a watercolor expert to have a creative outlet. Love it. So Carol, of all the things you've done, what 
are you looking for next? What are dreams you haven't realized yet? Well, I started modeling last year with the group Celebrate the Gray, which is for women over 50 and uh, that you have gray hair. I'm in transition here. Uh, And I'd like to do more of that because it takes me back to being a youngster and how much I enjoyed uh, modeling at that point. And it's really hard putting yourself out there. So I'm, I, I have gone online and submitted a couple of auditions, and I'd like to do more of that. So I'm asking the universe to support me. Uh, I would also like more exposure to women like me or like who I was maybe 10 or 15 years ago who are searching for community, for belonging. So I would love to have more women come together because there is such strength in community. And also we benefit from the learning that we can all share. So I do hope that my community continues to grow and I'm able to reach more people and let them know that it is possible to be powerful and authentic at the same time, to live out loud and accept criticism. Because I think that uh, somebody said the price of authenticity is other people judging you. And we have to get comfortable with that piece of other people looking at us and having an opinion. Um, Your opinion of me is none of my business. Now, that's hard sometimes, right? (laughs) But I do like to live that way. I have heard uh, Tara Moore. Are you familiar with Tara Moore? Yes. Yes, one of one of the people I so admire. I have heard her say that that in that in that kind of a situation, be sure to remember that it says more about the person than it does about you. And I think that is so it's hard to remember, Mm -hmm. but I think it is so valuable. Right. And I think the more um, emotional the relationship is. So with my children, um, with my ex-husband the harder it is to remember that, but it's absolutely necessary. So that is a very brave thing for you to put yourself out for modeling Mm -hmm. um, because it seems to, I can't think of something that for a woman would be more likely to bring in the inner critic in spades. That's right. And wouldn't you know that the first modeling job was for a swimsuit company. Okay, so you might as well be naked. Um, And where I thought that I had overcome a lot of my body issues, being in a swimsuit for three months publicly uh, and, and featured at various times on social media, wow, I really had a step back and did some more inner work. But the feedback I was getting, for instance, a woman said, you inspired me so that I wore shorts for the first time in 30 years. That makes me cry. Just one person saying, I can wear shorts. Or another woman saying, I am so covered up at the beach. I never thought about wearing a swimsuit Uh, Because swimsuits come in so many different styles now, you can actually have a suit that's very functional and keeps everything tucked in. 
but she was so afraid of walking from the beach chair to the water. And, and so she missed out on so much fun with her grandkids that way. Oh, so, um, and yes, I have imperfections and scars and wrinkles and I'm a size 12, 14, I'm five, seven. Uh, so I'm not the typical model body at all. Uh, but boy, did I have fun with it. You're not the typical model body, but you are the typical woman. And, exactly. that's, and, and that's how you're getting the reaction that you're getting. Exactly. You know, we can see ourselves through you. Yes, yes. And I also one of the photos I showed was how easy it is for uh, you to take a great selfie. But it's angles, right? And I said, this is what my belly really looks like. And I did it from the side. <laughs> like just having a sense of humor also really helps, really helps us. And there are so many great people to follow on social media, too, that are living this body positive and age positive experience. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so happy that it's happening. I'm, you know, I would be given what I'm doing, but I am. I'm very, yes. very happy. Yes. So is there anything you would like to say sort of in closing um, to the women who may be listening, who are over 50 and just don't have the um, strength of self that you have? They don't mm-hmm. have it yet. Mm-hmm. I want them to know that at this stage of their life, it's like a window is opening rather than a door closing. So that's partially mindset. But also, the first piece of advice I would give them is to get in touch with how is it you want to feel, not what you should be doing, but what is it, what is important to you? Uh, a lot of this uh, work comes from Danielle Laporte. And so, for instance, for me, I want to feel vibrant and impactful. So then I say, okay, what can I do that will support me feeling vibrant and impactful? So I developed a worksheet in case anybody would like to go through that worksheet. It's totally free. Um, But I first start with, what is it that you want to feel? And then everything starts to unfold from there. I love that, Kara, because so much of our society is based on what do you want to do? What are you doing? What are you going to do next? Mm-hmm. Um, so do, 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 do. And this is coming at it from an entirely different um, and much deeper angle. How do you exactly. want, How do you want to feel? And I am a hyperachiever. So I was the biggest skeptic when it came to feelings. What good are feelings? Don't they just get in the way? but every feeling is valid. So allowing ourselves time to process those feelings and then empower ourselves to feel the way we want to feel. And there are probably over a hundred feeling words on this list. And so you go through it a few times until you come up with your top three to five feeling words. And then you keep those words present. So for me, I have them in my, in my day book here, my, my planner. So I look at that. Oh, how do I want to feel impactful this week or today? Or when I'm faced with a heavy decision, hmm, does this support me feeling vibrant? Now, vibrant can mean a whole bunch of things. It means healthy. It means sensual. It means visible. So pick the words that resonate with you. They may be different than ones that resonate with me. 
So, Carol, where can people find this list and where can they find you if they want to find you? Sure thing. So the best thing to do is if you go to mygirlfriendvoice.com slash connect and sign up to stay in touch, you'll automatically receive the uh, feel before doing worksheet. Uh, And you can find me under my girlfriend voice on Facebook and on social media uh, or, or on Instagram. I also have a group that's just women called the Girlfriend Gathering. And because it's a private group, we get into more vulnerable conversations because there's that safety of having just women present and um, that the conversations don't go elsewhere. So I would love to stay in touch with anyone who's interested. Thank you. That is wonderful. So that's our time for today. This has been so much fun. Please join us again. You can find our Prime Spark podcast on every popular outlet. Find out more about Prime Spark at www.primesparkwomen.com. Thank you so much to my guest, Kara Wykowski. And don't forget, you can find her at mygirlfriendvoice.com. Thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. May I just congratulate you on this mission and how important it is that we be seen and heard over 55. Oh, thank you, Kara. That's touching to me. Thank you. So thank you all for being with us. Take care. Spread tolerance and love. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Prime Spark. With each episode, Sarah Hart brings you conversations that inspire, celebrate, and empower women over 55. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes about remarkable, experienced women, go to EWNpodcastnetwork.com. This podcast is also available at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. The second women's revolution is here, and we hope that you use the insights you've gained here to fuel the spark that will ignite your way forward, illuminate your path, and reflect your gifts in the world. Have you ever asked yourself this question, why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. 
calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help one million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.